Hello. All right. All right, Rob. Well, this is definitely the first time we're starting this yeah. podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Why? Why would you even mention that? It doesn't need saying that that there wasn't a cock up and we've started recording again. I feel like I need to explain because I, th- I feel like I need to bear my shame that uh, we're all set up, ready to go, and I realised after ten minutes I'd forgotten to start my audio recording. But there we go. Outrageous! Oh, outrageous! Man. I'm just, just, just double checking my recorders going. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to be back, Rob. It's been a while, hasn't it? This is so has yeah. Very different, uh, very different setup for us at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, we're doing. You know, normally we'd be sitting around my dining room table chatting. Maybe usually after eating like too many chips. <laughs> Oh, I should have ordered in a portion of chips. Just to... should, we should to make it a real memory two brains experience. We should be gorging on chips. Yeah, but we have been. We've been keeping the brand strong, haven't we? The memory two brains. Brand. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure. And, yeah, we've been doing. Yeah, you know, I'm sure yeah. anybody listening to this has seen us on Facebook. We've been doing sort of live streams of the fighting fantasy books, but we thought we'd go back to doing a, a good old fashioned chatty one. A, a, a traditional member of Two Brains podcast. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Not live, just just for me and you, Tom, and then put it out afterwards. No, pr- no pressure to to you know. There's no live audience there. There's no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really enjoying doing that. I'd never done any sort of streaming before the lockdown. No, I think it's actually it's been really really good. I think it's something that I'd like to continue doing even after you know when we're allowed back out mm. in the world for real. I'd like to keep going with it. Yeah, I've been really enjoying them. They're good fun. They're just mm. um, they're just silly, and it's nice that there's a little gang of people that watch every week. It's just yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Marvelous. So, how have you been, Rob? How's how's your your lockdown life been so far? It's been yeah, it's been alright. It's just sort of climbing the walls of it, really, isn't it? It's just you want to just like want to actually get like it's one of those weird things where it's like so most of the time I don't want to go out and want to stay in mm. but as soon as I haven't got the option to go out I want to go out and do stuff see I've kind of been the opposite really like if, if, <laughs> if you gave me the choice of do you want to go out or do you want to stay in I think I would always choose stay in so I've not actually like other yeah. than seeing people I have not actually missed going out to places because the only places I would yeah. go normally would be work shops or the pub so it's kind of I can kind of live without those things really it's really boring and sad isn't it I'm, I'm an awful person no I think yeah <laughs> there's a lot to be said about just like staying in and spending time on your own though I think you know I think that's uh, yeah yeah it's yeah. good I've, I've definitely uh, consumed a lot more than I would have normally done anyway like both kind of uh, media and food I've definitely had a lot more going in than it normally would <laughs> I've definitely consumed like I've, all I've been doing is eating it's ridiculous well, yeah. that's the problem isn't it but <laughs> mm. what about um, have you, how have you been occupying yourself during lockdown what kind of stuff have you been up to watching a lot of films and TV um, I've rewatched all of Community at the beginning of lockdown <laughs> Oh, I've just Which I think you've been doing yeah, as well. I, well, I just yeah, yeah. finished it last night. I watched the end of series six last night. Oh right, yeah. Well, how many? What series is that? The last series, right? So you yes. watched them all now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, that's the. Fir- I think last time I watched series six, I kind of stopped. Uh, I think I had about three episodes left, and I just stopped watching it because it was a bit difficult to watch, and I'd kind of lost interest in it. But I'm really, really glad I finished it. That last episode, especially, I was very impressed with that. Yeah, the last episode's really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was the first time I'd seen that series when I watched it during the lockdown. Mm. 
I'd never seen Series Six until then because I think they'd recently put it on Netflix or something, right? And yeah, because it was it was Yahoo put it out, didn't they, the first time? Right? It, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. To actually find, but um, what did you think of the last series? I liked it. It wasn't, you know, I think Community really suffers when Donald Glover went. Yeah. You know, it's quite hard with someone like that. First of all, like well, when um, Chevy Chase went, that's a hard blow anyway. And then Donald Glover, it's like two of the sort of best people in it. Not that the other people are bad, but it's like... Well, there's, I suppose the whole thing is it's it really anchors around that whole group, doesn't it? And yeah. as soon as something changes or goes, it really suffers, I think. Definitely. I think... Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's that ensemble, isn't it? You know, like, it's... I prefer community to this show a hell of a lot, but it's like Friends, isn't it? Like, if one of those left halfway through, that wouldn't have been the same going forward. You know, it's about those characters it's and how they interact. But I think, yeah. I think Five... Um, watching it this time, I really, really appreciated how good Five is this time around. I'd not really got it before, but Five is fucking tremendous. Is that... Is that the series where Dan Harmon comes back? Yes. So four's the one where they got rid of him, which is a bit yeah. dodgy. Then. Yeah. But like, I think the first time I watched it all through, I didn't really appreciate that much of a change. But you can see why they refer to series four as the gas leak year. The gas- because it's like <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. every episode is trying to be like zany and weird. Mm. And it, some of them work and some of them don't. But five, it absolutely finds its feet again. You know. Yeah, definitely shows you how much he like anchored that like series of the tone of it and stuff really yeah i mean dan Harmon's a difficult character isn't he because he's definitely a yeah definitely a prick you know <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. he is fucking good at what he does at the same time yeah yeah mm. yeah what have, what have you been uh consuming and doing during oh, man. lockdown I I have done I have watched so much. Uh, so I'm going to try. I'll work in reverse order because that's probably easiest. So I did okay. Community. I rewatched Watchmen. Uh, have you ever seen what that? the film or the series? What the, the series. series or the film? The series. No, I don't. So I'm not seeing the series. Um, de- Is it good? Definitely worth checking out. It's like it's way better than it should be. You know, especially after the, yeah. the film, which is. Uh, my opinion on that has changed in the last couple of years, and controversially, controversially, I don't think it's as bad as it gets made out to be. I'm not saying it's good, but I don't think it's completely irredeemable. But the series is fantastic um, and completely ignores the. Yeah, film. I've heard it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah, um, I think they've done it. Well, well, I've not seen it, but I think what I've read about it, it seems like they've done it right. Where they've not like just tried to make Watchmen. It's like an extension of that comic. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's which set makes in, sense. It's set in like 2019, as if it is like an extrapolation of what happens at the end of the comic book, rather than what happens at the end of the film. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot more sense than just like adapting the comic, which is almost like made to be inadaptable, if that's a word. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think uh, Watchmen. I think we've spoken at this at length before, but I think Watchmen is it is so much a comic book that I don't think you can do a straight adaptation. I think if you were going to do another no. adaptation of Watchmen, you would have to make it about superhero films rather than the superhero comics, so it would have to change, you know? Um, I think yeah. The Boys is a much, much better version of Watchmen than the Zack Snyder film is, you know? Yeah, the, the Boys TV show is amazing. Yeah, The new series of that's coming out sooner. Yeah, you said the trailer is out now, right? Do we know when mm. the series is actually dropping yet? 
Um, I think September. I think someone said. I really, really like that that first series. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I interrupted. I interrupted your uh, your rundown of what you've been watching. Oh, um, so So Watchmen. Watchmen. um, I've watched a lot of West Wing, but I've not finished that yet. That's been a lot of fun. Have you ever watched any of that? I've never seen West Wing. Man, it is um, especially at this point in history. Uh, the West Wing is absolutely like level-headed liberal wish fulfillment because it's just about <laughs> it's about a nice guy running a country. <laughs> and I think that every two or three episodes, I would just sigh and go like, "Why can't we have someone like Martin Sheen in charge?" Uh, <laughs> West Wing's very good. I watched The Deuce. You ever seen The Deuce? No, what is that? So I'd never heard of it, but it's ha- it's run for three seasons on HBO, and it's it's now finished. And it, it was it's not one of those things where it was cancelled. It was like they always intended it to end there, so it's like a nice complete arc in three seasons. Um, it's a bit of a sex person show. It's like <laughs> it's set in New York, and it starts like at the start of the seventies, and the last series is in nineteen eighty four. So it spans like this uh, like fifteen or sixteen year period in New York. Um, and it's set around Times Square when Times Square was like the place you didn't want to be at night in New York. So it's all about the, oh, right, the yeah. sex workers and the birth of the porn industry. and But very, very good. Very, very good. Yeah. That sounds good. The Deuce is called the Deuce. The deuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cool. Deuce. The Deuce. There's some really, really good like swearing in it as well. <laughs> like, because. They're all a bit kind of, you know, street. And a, a, a couple of times, someone just walks up to someone else and calls him a fucko, which is just... That is good swearing. <laughs> a fucko? Yeah, a fucko. That uh, is, is amazing. It's your uh, favourite brand of breakfast cereal, isn't it? Fuckos? Fuckos, that's right. Yeah, yeah. With the, the creamy centre. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been uh, watching any films or anything, Tom? Um, yeah, I, t- I don't know whether it's like um, returning to a, a time of comfort, but I've really enjoyed watching like 90s and early 2000s cinema. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we watched things like uh, Bill and Ted, uh, Clueless, um, tons of them, but I can't remember. I can't remember now. Yeah. Clu- Clueless is a good film. Clueless is really good. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever watched it all the way through before, but so wanted to watch it, so we put it on. Um, highlight of me was realizing Paul Rudd was in it, and then realizing and just looks exactly the same. Yeah, that man yeah. definitely has like a manky old portrait in his attic somewhere. But... <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah, I've been watching well. Standard me, I've been watching like lots of horror films. I've watched Exorcist three way too many times during lockdown than should be allowed by one person. <laughs> what? So you just you've had that on multiple times? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Do you not have a film that you just watch like just just you you'll just get into it and you'll just like it'll be one of you just put it on a few times like. I haven't done that in a long time, but it definitely used to be the case that I would like back in the days of DVD, the film would finish and I'd just put it on again and things like that. But, <laughs> yeah, um, there are films that yeah, I did that with The Wicker time. Man. The Wicker Man. Yeah, The Wicker Man. I, I, I one I, one time I watched it and I was like, that film is so good. I'm just gonna watch it again and just <laughs> press play again. Just watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. It's nice when something gets. I think the last film I watched that I could do that with was uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. I think I watched that. I oh, see. I've still not seen that. Really, really good film. Really good yeah. film. Um, 
I watched all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films during the lockdown. That was one of the. <laughs> How's the if you were to kind of chart out the quality of those? Is that like a steady decline, <laughs> or does it peak drop? It's it's oh it's oh will it? It's a very high start. Mm. Then it dips quite a lot for the second one, then raises again a little bit for the third one, and then very a very very low trough for the next three. And quite a, quite a big peak for the uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare, and then Freddy vs Jason is just. Straight, straight in the middle, average. <laughs> At least that's not that's not an idea, right? If it, if it's just no, like, no, no. It's yeah, it's 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 life is a roller coaster. Is there one where they're in space, or am I thinking of something else? That is Friday the Thirteenth when they're in space. Jason X is the one in space. I kind of want to watch that series just to find out how he gets into space. It's it's only explained in that film, to be fair, and I can't even remember. There's barely an explanation. It's basically just like he's in space now. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then of course going right back to the start of lockdown it seems like an eternity now. But the Mandalorian. The oh man, fucking Oh man, mm. it's so good. Mm. Did you did you watch it? The like was it the first time you'd watched it when it came out in like the UK? Because obviously it's been out on American Disney Plus since like December, right? Was it December, November when it came yeah, out? Yeah, it was quite quite a long time before we got it, wasn't it? Um, no, yeah. I uh, I didn't try and find it. I kind of knew I would get. No, Disney I didn't Plus. either. Yeah, so but I watched yeah. it episodically as well, rather than kind of wait for it all to be released on Disney Plus. I watched it once a week while it was getting kind of dropped. Yeah, well, like when they re- when they put out Disney Plus, I was like, oh, I'm going to do the free trial and just binge all of the Mandalorian, and I put it on, and it was like, oh no, they're putting them out like weekly. Fuck, yeah. I've got. To- <laughs> it's almost as if they knew people would do that. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they that was not an accident. <laughs> have you um, have you kept the subscription up though? Because obviously it's not there is. I have yeah, because I've been watching The Simpsons as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think that is kind of. I might pay a fiver a month just for The Simpsons. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I've definitely got a five or a month's worth out of it just just watching The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were you enjoyed the Mandalorian then? You're, that's you're definitely. I loved it. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah. It was. I think I said to you the other day, it's the best Star Wars since Return of the Jedi. I I don't know if I'm quite there yet, but I I think I think I mainly <laughs> agree with you. But I I. I really enjoyed The Last Jedi. I enjoyed the shit out of that film. But I haven't watched it since, and so it might not hold up as much on subsequent viewings. I can't believe out of those three, that's the one you'd say. Was like... Yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed that. And, Unbelievable. You know, I, Solo, I thought, was a fantastic film as well. I really liked Solo, yeah. 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 But I think The Mandalorian is a different... It's... it's I think I've, I'm having trouble comparing them because it is so its own thing. You know, I think it is... And I don't think they could have done that in cinema anymore because I think cinema now has too much riding on it and the budgets are too ridiculous that they, they're reliant so much on making a ridiculous amount of money in the first few days that they can't really afford to play around with it too much. Whereas The Mandalorian... Yeah, it has to be like what people know, doesn't it? Yeah. I think, for the films. Yeah. Which I think, yeah. in general, I think that's why TV is, is kicking the shit out of film at the moment, because it can do things like that that film can't. But The Mandalorian is like, particularly in comparing it to the new Star Wars film, is a really, really good example of that. Because it just does things that yeah. you just, you know, I think you said it as well, but it's like, that's what you want to see. You know, if there's a new Star Wars, yep, yes, please, more of this, you know. And it had, 
things that were perhaps a bit fan servy and it had references to other films and things like that and it did all that but it also did something new and exciting with it you know yeah definitely yeah couldn't agree more with that like it was um i love the fact that it was very like episodic do you know what i mean it wasn't there wasn't a really big overarching story to do with it each episode you could just i could watch episode four of that and it would be its own standalone thing yeah Totally. Do you know what I mean? It was, and each episode was on like a different planet with a different sort of like, like the Mandalorian would bump into a different character, mm-hmm. and then he would help them, and there'd be something a different weird creature or a different battle he had to do. And then he would just fly off and go to another planet. Oh, it was everything I want from a program <laughs> like that. Because you, it really was. You, you're not a particular fan of like overarching stories either, are you? Not really. I mean, it depends. Like on my my obviously like my favourite sort of like way of watching TV is like sitcoms mm. because I like you know stuff like Peep Show and Community and stuff like we've been talking about whereas I I could just sit and just watch them all the way through because there's you can just watch the half hour episode and that's it yeah. but it's weird because I like people like binge watching the big you know Game of Thrones and stuff with these big like interweaving stories and each you can't really you can't jump into the middle of Game of Thrones really can you no. Um, whereas sometimes I'll just be like, oh, I'm just going to watch like series four of Peep Show and <laughs> just watch all of series four of Peep Show. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like... I do. I do know what you mean. I, I do know what you mean. I like. I like both. I do, I do like a big long running narrative. Yeah, I, I totally understand the appeal of it as well. Like yeah. I'm, I, I am trying to think of TV programs that I like that have that because I mean Game of Thrones is alright but I never I don't really get into those programs you know I don't really get into them I well I guess that's the thing if it's a story like that where it's the same thing developing if you don't if you're not into it it's very difficult to get into it isn't it because you've either got to suffer yeah. through like a few hours of not really liking it in order to get over a hump and find yeah. something you do like or you just don't watch it you know yeah, yeah. Well, I loved Orange is the New Black yeah um, that was good that was, yeah, and yeah. I and Stranger Things, things like that. Stranger Things is that, but it's sort of it's as much smaller scale, I think, to something like Game of Thrones, isn't it? Yeah, Do you know what I mean, it's uh... well. I... And again, I think each season is its own thing as well with like Stranger Things. Yeah, I, I think Game of Thrones lost me. I think after about two or three seasons, and then I didn't go back, go go back to it. You know, so I think the problem with something big like that is that if I was to go back to it now, not that I would after hearing about the way it ended, but. I couldn't jump back into it from where I left off because I've forgotten what happened. I'd have to watch it from yeah. season one again, you know? So it's that, yeah. yeah, it's that kind of problem of not knowing where to pick it up or put it down if you're not starting from yeah. the front. Yeah. I think, especially with something like Star Wars, Star Wars, like, the films are this big epic saga, mm. but they're, like, very watchable. Do you know what I mean? They're, like, fast-paced, really watchable. I think Mandalorian is, like, just tiny little vignettes of different stuff happening around the galaxy, and that's what I want from like the newer Star Wars. Yeah. When Disney like when Disney started making Star Wars stuff, that's what they should have been doing off the bat, doing little like like you know, here's a little story over here with characters that aren't related to the big saga. Yeah. But here's a little thing that happens in this universe because I think when you watch Star Wars, like think about A New Hope, where they, you're you're watching that um the Cantina scene in it, like. Literally every character in that, you're just like, oh, I want to know their story. I want to see what's going on there. Yeah. And, do you know what I mean? You just want to. It's such a like. It feels like such a huge, vast place with like different stuff happening. I want to just have a little like, be a fly on the wall doing different like stuff. But I guess, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? With a film, like 
how do they sell that to an audience? Do you know what I mean? Mm. How do you sell yeah. that? Oh, it's a Star Wars film. All oh, right, so he's Luke in it. No, no, no. It's about the guy from the cantina. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. selling that as a film, I, I imagine, would be much, much harder than doing it as a TV show. So I'm glad it's moved over to, to Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, I will watch it all again at some point because yeah. that's completely yeah, unavoidable. Yeah. But there's so much like. There's so many amazing people worked on that. Like Taika Waititi, um, he's just becoming. Yeah. He's got such a foothold now, and that's fantastic. He's such a great director. You know? <laughs> he's yeah, he, he is amazing. Like it was just as one of these people. He's a great director, writer, like actor. Like he's funny. He's just yeah. yeah. He's a bastard, and he's <laughs> fucking gorgeous, and he knows how to dress as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, have you? Have, well, I think we spoke about it the other day. Have you been watching the or watch the new series of oh, what we do in the shadows? Are we talking Taika Waititi? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely incredible. I think the second series is better than the first one. I think it's yeah, sort of it is. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I hope it becomes like a long running thing. I really do hope it gets. Like, I think it out. will. Yeah. Well, like again, again, like I was saying about a short, a short form like sitcom. It's like ten episodes a series, so it's like a bit longer than an English sitcom. Yeah, but it's not the sort of the twenty five, twenty eight episodes of like a season of The Office, which, again, to totally like contradict what I'm saying, I, I just watch The American Office. Just like I, I it's too, it's actually a problem. I think the amount I just watch that. <laughs> I think because there's so much of it, it's yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Whereas like The English Office, I've seen it so many times that it's. it's Unwatchable is a bit harsh, but I don't go back to it now because I've just seen it. I'd almost know it too well, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think I'd agree with that. And I think the times I have managed, I have tried to go back to the English Office, I just haven't liked it as much. You know, yeah. it's just the, the the US Office goes to places like after the first two seasons that it doesn't even come close to what they're doing in the UK Office. Yeah, you know? and yeah. it's sort of like. It's, it- the UK office is sort of marred by Ricky Gervais now, you know. <laughs> a little, little bit, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like you go, like you go, like I, I've done it where I've watched like loads of the American Office, then gone and watched like the English one. It's so weird how like how real that English one seems in comparison. Like yeah. the American one looks like a cartoon, doesn't it? In comparison, yeah. <laughs> like, it's and, so. But you don't, yeah. It's subtly done, like the change. But I remember that being a reason why I didn't want to watch the US Office. I remember thinking, yeah. oh, they've just made it into a cartoon, and there's no real. It's not grounded anyway. But actually, it's so much better. It's so much better. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm hoping what we do in the shadows, like you said, becomes like a big, long form, like a long running sitcom, like. Mm. Um, the office or something i think it's really popular so yeah it seems to have really taken off which is great because again just fantastic people matt berry is i mean i've got a lot of love for matt berry anyway but in what we do in the shadows yeah. he's fantastic him and natasha dimitriou incredible and you know they did some really really fun stuff this series like natasha dimitriou's like familiar she like implants the ghost of herself into a doll and that like the, that thing every time all that was on screen i was just in love <laughs> yeah i love um colin robinson the uh the energy vampire i think that's just such a genius idea yeah. like, it's so funny incredible there's the one where he's like the episode starts with him like just trolling on the internet just like just to get, get yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> they um, I, I had to look up to in, into how they did the effects 
on certain things this mm. series, uh, and that the, the doll is is done really really well. It's like a hand puppet. Here. Um, so the movement of the body and the eyes is controlled by a puppeteer and they just CG'd the mouth on and I think like that, that oh, little cool. touch is so cool they were saying they could yeah. have done it animatronically but it wasn't an issue of cost it was time they couldn't afford because it was a TV show they couldn't afford the set up it would need every set to kind of every shot yeah. to get that thing going that's definitely something I noticed with the second series is that the special effects were like there was a lot more like special effects and like monsters and crazy yeah. like ghosts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they did some really fun stuff. Like in the episode where the Colin Robinson uh, gets promoted and then starts gaining all these weird powers. Like there was some really nice <laughs> yeah, little yeah. effects in that. Like yeah. the one where he he runs his head hand over his hair and he immediately has hair when he does that. I yeah, like, yeah. really really nice little shots in that. Yeah. yeah. I think again, like I love horror and stuff, and because it's done with a sort of like an affection for sort of horror, and yeah, it's just brilliant. The film it's based on is amazing. Like it's just yeah, I love that idea. It's just brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. Have you ever watched any of Wellington Paranormal, the other TV show? That's I, I've not seen a full episode, but I've seen a few little clips and stuff, mm. and it's yeah, it's funny. It's like yeah, really good. I've watched the, the first episode because some of them are on YouTube, and other than that, I couldn't really figure out how I was going to get to it. But the first episode was enjoyable. I think I don't think it's as good as what we do in the shadows, but I think it's like a, nah. it's a nice thing to have out there. You know, those two cops yeah. are amazing. Like in the film, they're fantastic. well, I saw. At the beginning of um, the whole lockdown and coronavirus stuff, the New Zealand government put out a video, and it was the characters from that program doing the video, like you know, keeping you know the social distancing and all this. It was quite, it was quite a funny video. Like, yeah, yeah I bet it was. I kind of, I, yeah, I wouldn't actually want to do it, but I think actually, oh yeah, living in New Zealand, I could see that being quite nice, you know. Well, uh, this year, yes. Yeah, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'll move to New Zealand, I'll get a job at Wetter Workshop, it'll all be fun. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, that's the dream, isn't it, man? Yeah, that would be the dream. <laughs> um, i tell you what I am uh, looking forward to now, especially, is the Marvel stuff, the Marvel TV stuff that's going to be done. Oh, okay. Plus. I think, uh, yeah. based on The Mandalorian, now I'm actually quite excited about that i think they could do something really really interesting with that yeah what's coming out then i don't really know much about the marvel shows that are coming out so i think they might i think the three things that i'm aware of is that they're doing um a they're doing two live action series one with the new captain america so sam from the the falcon from the captain america oh cool he's now captain america so it's going to be him and the winter soldier there's going to be a series based on those two um, there's going to be one based on Wanda and Vision that looks nuts. Oh, I've read about that. Yeah, isn't it spoke like done in like an American sitcom style? And isn't it like it's different eras of sitcom? Right? I, well, that's what I've seen from the trailer. That's what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that's going to be a bit weird and interesting. And they're doing an animated What If series. So like, uh, you know, they oh. did the comic books like that. So it will be mm. you know Marvel zombies are going to find their way into there and things like that. So yeah, I think based on the Mandalorian, Ooh, that's and what cool. Disney Plus are doing, I think that could be quite good. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I really, I really liked some of the Netflix Marvel series they did. Like I loved Daredevil. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They, I'm, yeah. That that I am sad that they've come to an end because, yeah, Daredevil was amazing. Luke Cage was amazing. Uh, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist was when it started, when the wheels started to come off, really. But I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't even finish Iron Fist. I found Iron Fist. Iron Fist? Iron Fist, yeah. <laughs> Iron Fist, that's it. <laughs> Iron Fist, like, 
shit, to be fair. I really didn't like it. Did you ever watch Defenders, like their version of Avengers? No. That, I would, no. that, I still enjoyed that. That was fantastic. And I think, like, Iron Fist was, you had to get through Iron Fist in order for him to be part of that crew, and that yeah. was fine. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. 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 I, um, Luke Cage, I really like, though. No, the, like, the bit in Luke Cage with Method Man. Where like I don't remember that. Do you know where he's, well Method Man's in it. There's a bit where like someone's robbing like a store and Method Man's in the store and he's like well, shit, it's you, it's Method Man and then there's a bit where he's on like Sway on this like radio station and he does this like like freestyle about Luke Cage and like I listen to that all the time. On like the year that came out, that was my top listen to song on Spotify. <laughs> I'm gonna have to remind myself of what Method Man is. It's called Bulletproof Love. Because all the music on it is done by a producer called Adrian Young, who um, he does really good. He did the soundtrack to uh, what's the film called? It's like a sort of black exploitation parody sort of film. Oh right. And his stuff is yeah, his stuff is very like you know quite seventies sounding, really cool. But he did this um, album or two albums with Ghostface Killer from Wu Tang Clan, um, where it's all like based. It's you're gonna laugh at why it's like it's why it was made for me because it's all inspired by like Italian horror movies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's like the it's like a concept album about like the like about what Ghostface Killer is, and it's like the two like rival gangs, and then like the Ghostface Killer character falls in love with like someone, and he gets killed. And they press his ashes into twelve vinyl records, and when they play the records, his, the ghost face killer comes out of them and takes revenge on the. Uh, God, that's incredible! Oh, yeah. Work. yeah. <laughs> <And there's... laughs> that's fantastic. Method Man, I just yeah, they're don't... great. Those albums, twelve, twelve reasons to die. The album's called and There's Twelve Reasons to Die Too. They're amazing. Yeah. Method Man is in the Deuce. I've just, uh, I thought it might have been him, but I just ah. Google chat. He, he, yeah, he's got like a recurring character in that. He's good enough. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Rob? What else have we got? What else needs discussing? Um, I try to think. Well, what other stuff has come out during lockdown that we've like that you like newer things that have come out? I've done. I've watched a couple of new, good newer films. I watched uh, Jojo Rabbit, uh, the last Taika Waititi oh. film, where he plays. Is that good? Film. It's all right. It's not. It's not. Um, I don't think it's as good as other films he's made. I think he's, Taika Waititi has made better films, but it's worth a watch. Um, the uh, Parasite, have you seen Parasite? I haven't, but I really want it. That's to. fantastic. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, very good. But other than that, yeah. I watched uh, the Color Out the Color Out of Space. Have oh, you, uh... I want to watch that. It's on my yeah. list. Yeah. How um, how much good, Nick man. Cage you get in it? Is it good value for money in terms of Nick oh, Cage? Oh, good, good, Nick Cage. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, it's a pretty amazing film, really. It's um, it's quite gruesome, but in like a good way. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's just a very odd film. There's a lot of like, well, I love the thing, and it's like there's a few bits in there where you're like, oh yeah, that's a very obvious reference to the thing <laughs> and stuff like that. It's like very cool special effects, like Nicolas Cage off the wall going mad. Oh yeah, it's great. I will. I think I will. it's a Lovecraft adaptation, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, yeah, I've never actually... Well, I might have read the short story, but not for a long time, mm. The Colour Out of Space. Um, but it's directed by uh, Richard Stanley, who directed that film Hardware. Do you know that? And they... I've never seen it, but I know about it because he's also... He made that ill-fated version of The Island of Dr. Monroe, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And have you seen the documentary? The Lo- yeah. yeah, Lost Souls, yeah. And he... Yeah, that was his first like, film he directed in a long time. 
Well, didn't he get sued for hardware by 2000 AD? Was that right? Yeah, um, that, yeah. So like, it's heavily inspired, aka ripped off from a Future Shocks comic. Um, right, right. So when it came out, they were a bit like, "Oh, this is dodgy." I don't think I don't know if they sued him, but they sort of. I mean, they might have threatened to, and then they've put. So when you watch it now, they've put the credit like based on right this comic by so and so. Yeah. So. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because he kind of did, he just completely dropped off the radar for years, didn't he? I was quite surprised yeah. to see I think... him coming back. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently he's going to do a trilogy of uh, Lovecraft films. I think the next one he's doing was the Dunwich Horror, I think. Uh, I don't know a lot about Lovecraft. How are, how are, you, how are your Lovecraft chops? Uh, not, I'm far from an expert, but I've read a few here and there. I think with Lovecraft, like, amazing ideas, like the whole like Cthulhu mythos and stuff is amazing. Mm. But he's not like the best writer, really. I think it's you know it's definitely of its time, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a rare thing, isn't it, for someone to be very, very good at both those things? You know, because I, I think Lovecraft, um, Tolkien, I would say, is is a similar thing, like amazing ideas, but not great at writing a story. Yeah, Stephen King's a good example as well. I think. Well, he's so hit or miss, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some books of his that I absolutely love for both of those reasons, like good narrative and good ideas. But there are others that are just like you are wasting all of our time here. <laughs> you know, what is this? <laughs> it's another, another film I've been watching during lockdown is Carrie. I got the nice, like, Blu-ray of Carrie. I uh, got onto a bit of a Brian De Palma thing a little while ago. Oh, cool. And, uh, I have Carrie is obviously Carrie. a big fan. Oh, mate, yeah, it's good. Go. It's very, very good. Um, yeah. Do you like, like, have you ever seen Blowout, the Brian De Palma film? No. I think... The only it's Brian good. De Palma film that I can remember seeing, I've probably seen more, is The Phantom of the Paradiso. Have you ever seen that? Oh, is that the like rock opera? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Yeah. Oh, it's proper good fun. It's like um, you know, it's a sort of uh, retelling of the Phantom of the Opera. So it's about like you know, Studio Fifty Four types. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gets, I think he gets his face damaged in a record press, in a vinyl press. Then, yeah. <laughs> really, really good. Yeah, I've thing. heard it's nuts. Like, yeah, but I've heard it's great. I think. Well, Paul Williams is in it, who I fucking love. Like Paul Williams wrote all the. Like name an iconic film from a movie in the seventies or eighties, and Paul Williams probably wrote it. He wrote all those songs for the Muppet movie. Um, uh. I think he might have also done the ones for Muppet Christmas Carol. He, I think Raindrops Falling on My Head was his. But yeah, he's you know incredible guy, and he's got a cameo in Community as well. He's the guy that oh, was he? yeah. You know, you know the one where they find like the textbooks holed up in a wall. And try and sell them. Oh yeah, yeah. Paul Williams turns up as the guy that they're trying to sell the textbooks to. Really, really oh, random. That's cameo. weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was watching. I watched that um, Judd Apatow film, uh, Funny People, uh, yesterday. Yeah, I think I watched it yesterday. Why? And um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a glutton for punishment. I think. Yeah. But right at the end, after the seven hours or however long it lasts, um, <laughs> there's. Um, there's a bit where like Adam Sandler's character's coming out with the doctors and uh, there's all the reporters taking pictures and the main like journalist like asking him questions is Dan Harmon. Really? Like, oh. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually enjoyed it a lot more on the second viewing at um Funny People. I I've only seen it once, but it, it felt too much like um two films stuck together for me. That's exactly what it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, um, well I um but I think because I watched it while I was doing stuff, I was sitting like painting models and stuff, and I had it on, 
And it just sort of, it was just there in the background. So it was quite an enjoyable experience like that. But when I went to see it at the cinema, it was like, oh, this is quite good. Oh, this is uh, quite long. Oh, this is, now is, this is happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And he's got someone from Wu-Tang Clan in it. Rizzo's in it. Maybe that's the best way of enjoying that film is in the background. You know, maybe that's how people are making yeah. films now. Could be a could probably make a good TV show. I think. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think whenever I see a film that's like really long, I think just put it into like f- four half hour episodes and do it on Netflix. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah. yeah, it was a long time yeah. that that was the only real way I could watch films. Anyway, I would just put a film on and fall asleep, so I'd watch it in chapters like a yeah. TV show. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's because we're getting old, Tom. We just, oh. As soon as you're in a, a, a comfortable chair, <laughs> we'll just fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got piping yeah. slippers on the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I find it because like, I've been to the cinema. I've been watching films I love in the cinema, but I'm in a warm, dark room, so I'm going to have to fall asleep. That's my body is programmed. Oh, my God. Yeah, I find that really, really difficult not to fall asleep. Really difficult. I think... Um, we used to go to this cinema, really nice cinema in Homerton called Castle Cinema, which was just sort of like lovely, really little, one screen, tiny, like nice little room. But the chairs were so comfortable that no matter yeah. what I saw there, I would fall asleep. I fell asleep at the end of Logan. I oh my. I saw Blade Runner 2049 there. And that was an emotional roller coaster because at one point I got a migraine and I get visual migraines, so I couldn't fucking see anything oh. that was going on. And then after that happened, I fell asleep. So uh, I did not get the best out of that film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything from this year that, as you uh, like, nerd wise or cinema wise, that has been delayed that you were looking forward to? Yeah. Well, actually, yesterday it was announced that the new Halloween film. Is coming out next October now instead of this October. Ah, that's a bugger. Yeah, it's a bit, but you know, it makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of, you can't really be like, oh no, this um, a film I want to see has been delayed when like there's much worse stuff happening in the oh, world. Oh, totally, totally. I mean? totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Ghostbusters would have been coming out. The new Ghostbusters. Oh would yeah, that'd be like around yeah. about now, but they've, they've pushed that mm. back now. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to that. Yeah, what? Yeah, what else has been delayed? Quite a lot of stuff, isn't there? The James Bond, new James Bond's coming out later. It was supposed to come out in May, wasn't it? I think it is coming out like uh, November now. I think. Yeah, they've pushed that back. Uh, there was Black Widow, the black, the standalone Black Widow film's been delayed. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know what they're doing with Bill and Ted yet because that that's due out. Apparently, it's still coming out. Yeah. Well, cinemas are about to reopen as we're recording this on. Yeah. Uh, mm. What date are we on the? 9th. 9th of July, yeah. So that might come out. Apparently, have you heard the reasoning of why they picked the release date for Bill and Ted? No. If you add all the numbers together, it comes to 69. <laughs> that's what I've heard. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I've heard. <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> and that's why they're like, I don't care if a coronavirus is happening, it needs to come out on this day. It needs to come out on that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know the. Um, I think the new Candyman film is supposed to still be coming out. Um, I think that's like October, sort of for Halloween and stuff. Mm. Uh, God knows. It's, yeah. it's mad how much it's affected, isn't it? I think music-wise as well. Like we had, we had some quite good gig tickets that have obviously been, uh, been and gone now. Like we were going to be seeing Nick Cave again in May. Um, 
Oh man! I think that there's a band called The Lovely Eggs that we've had tickets to go and see like three times now, and we've not been able to make any of them. And the last time was because of the coronavirus. So yeah. part of me is wondering whether the whole thing happened because we had gig tickets booked to see The, the Lovely Eggs. <laughs> <I didn't see>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think all the sort of all the events and stuff being cancelled is like mad as well I think the end like yeah, the fringe being cancelled is just that's mad oh, that, you know that's got to be the first time since it started right that there's not yes in 1947 it started and that's the first time it's ever it's ever not going to happen oh, yeah. yeah second year in a row for us yeah. no fringe yeah how do you feel about yeah. that do you miss it well I do a bit yeah um, I think maybe because at the minute I'm missing just like gigging and stuff anyway yeah yeah, I mean, we didn't have plans to go up to the fringe this year, anyway. Did no. we? I think if we were, if we had a show that was cancelled and stuff, I probably would be like much, like more upset about yeah. it. Yeah, I'm upset for the other people that you know, because people put shitloads of money into it, like straight off the bat as well. Do you know what I mean? People oh, God, yeah. do their promo, they preview their shows from like the big, the end of last fringe. Do you know what I mean? People put a lot of work into their fringe shows and stuff. Yeah, but. I do wonder what things like that will look like on the other side of this. You know, is is the Edinburgh Fringe ever going to go back to what it was before, or will it be something different now? You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. God knows, really. It's just, yeah, it's just strange how much you think. Oh, what effect is that going to have on like that city? Do you know what I mean? Think about the amount of money that the Fringe brings into Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's the same with any big festival like that isn't it you know can uh sundance uh you know all these kind of things that happen in towns where you know they're not a big bustling place anyway edinburgh is but you know it's like their economy is probably built around the fringe in some way so it's yeah it's gonna have a big knock-on effect isn't it yeah mad yeah crazy well you've been doing well, any gaming just to round off the the nerd chat <laughs> you played anything over, under lockdown um, I've been playing a lot of solo board games and stuff, which I do anyway. You know, as yeah. the I've been um, I've been enjoying one called Metro X, which is a really simple little like uh, so like board game. It's like a roll, it's like roll and write, but it's drawing cards. It's not dice. Right. Um, where you've got like it's like a little tube map. You've got to cross off. So you've got little trains, and you've got to, like you draw a card, and it'll be a number, and you've got to cross off a certain amount of things. It's like a little puzzle. You can play it like multiplayer, but I've been playing it solo, and it, yeah, it's really fun, really simple, cool. nice, just to like something a bit sort of almost like you haven't got to think about it too much. Throw it on the table, yeah. fifteen minutes, have a couple of games. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Have, do, you, have just, you been doing much gaming and stuff? I haven't. You've just reminded me I've got a hostage negotiator in the cupboard, which is a really good solitaire solitaire game. I might have to have a game yeah, of that yeah. soon. But um, I've not really been doing much at all. Like I was before lockdown, I was playing a lot of video games. But then I finished The Witcher Three, and after that, I've been taking a bit of a break from it. Um, I did. Uh, <laughs> I started playing Smash Brothers. Have you ever played Smash Brothers? Oh, right. oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is phenomenal. I, I bought it to play with uh Soph, my partner, because I thought it'd be quite good fun and beat him up so the only thing she'll play with me. But it is just nuts. It's nuts. One of my favourite things about it is that I barely know what's happening at any point in time during it. It's just <laughs> sometimes I win. <laughs> <laughs> I've um computer games, I've, I've downloaded a really good game on Steam that I've heard was really good and it was on in like the sale. Mm. It's called a Slay the Spire. Have you oh, played this? Yeah, I've heard of it. Is, is, is that the one that's like almost like deck building? Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a deck, it's like a dungeon crawl deck builder game and it's, yeah, it's really good, really addictive, just 
yeah, amazing actually. Really, really good game. I'll have to look into that. I think I'm going to be playing a few games before this is over. I've just realised that um, the, the other day I watched uh, a half hour retrospective on the Monkey Island series. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I, should, <laughs> I should pick them up again. And then realised I did pick them up about six months ago. I never played them. So I've realised I've got like <laughs> nice versions of the first four. So I think I might play through those. Um, I bought the re-release of the Blade Runner point-and-click game as well, so I think I'll, I'll probably dip. Oh, I saw that on um, on Good Old Games there. I was going to pick that up. Oh, man. I was That was such a lovely surprise for me that that came out because pe- people had been talking about it for years, right? It was this, I played it when it was released, but um, and there's some interesting stuff online about how it was made because like, um, uh, like PC games at that time... Uh, in order to sell the most amount of PC games, you had to make your game so it would work on like the lowest common denominator machine uh, because people had all different components and things like that. And if you sold it at too high specs, you were guaranteeing that you wouldn't sell many copies because not many people would be able to play it. So Blade Runner um, had this challenge of knowing what they wanted to do and they had to make it playable on the majority of machines. So they, they, they kind of used all these crazy, complicated... Uh, compression techniques in order to make it playable and still look good and it was a fucking masterpiece of programming but it's also like a fantastic game as well um but for years uh everyone was convinced that they would never see a reissue of it because of the way it was made and because of the way it was archived after that they just didn't think it was possible but then one day it's just there on gog it's just out well, you know it's yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I might have to download that then. Yeah, yeah, I think it's only about seven quid. But um, that's the thing I've been looking into a little bit. But like video game archiving, I don't know if you're interested in this, but like there's some really interesting stuff about like the way game formats change. It means that it's really really hard to preserve them. Um, so if you think about a game like Space Invaders, it's really really difficult to emulate that on modern technology because of the way it was designed. So when that was made, yeah. it was used it used like hardware, you know, it it's uh components make that game and like the what happens is as you progress through the level, as you destroy more ships, the game speeds up. And it speeds up because it's having to process less on the screen so it can run faster. So it speeds up. So it's like a bug in the programming that turned out to be a great game mechanic. So if you're emulating that on a modern machine, that's then something you have to program rather than something that just happens. Yeah. And and then there's things like refresh rates being different, which means like, you know, games that even from the Mega Drive don't look as good on modern hardware because it's uh it's in effect it's rendering the pixels too well so like you can see the yeah, yeah. you wouldn't have been able to see in the past um and there's other stories like lucas arts um they at one point were told to purge all of their archives and things like that and someone decided that they were going to hide the master files for games like fate of atlantis so they hid them above a ceiling tile in their office and then everything was wiped, everything was deleted. And then years later, they were like, oh, we should. Oh, it's a shame we can't do a special edition of these games. And this guy was like, wait a minute, climbed up on his desk and produced these things. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's just, yeah. It's, yeah, well, I don't know why you would just get rid of everything, especially for something like that that's so, like, beloved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Monkey Island and things like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Strange concept. Yeah. Well, I think, Tom, before, before we end, yes. I think. We're gonna to have to do a bit of traditional memory two brains, I think. Oh yeah, I've got I've got some BuzzFeed personality quizzes for you to take, Tom. If you're up for it, let's do it. 
<laughs> okay, again, as as is tradition, I won't tell you what the quiz is. Okay. I'll just ask you questions that give you the give you your result. Okay. So Okay, this will be the first one. Okay, so you've got to build a meal, basically. Okay. So you've got to pick an appetizer or starter. Mm, okay. As you may prefer. So, okay, the first one is scallops, a cheese platter, bruschetta, or dumplings, like, you know, like Chinese dumplings. Ooh, so this is a starter? Yeah, an appetizer. Um, what are scallops? Is that a fish? They're like, yeah, a little fishy thing, isn't it? A little fishy thing. I will go with the dumpers then, please. Dumpers, yeah. dump. <laughs> Um, right, choose some soup. Okay. <laughs> Tomato soup. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin soup. Ramen. Chicken soup. Well, it's going to have to be ramen. I'm going for a very Japanese yeah. theme at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Okay, choose a salad. No salad. <laughs> well, th- th- these are your options. A Greek salad. A chicken salad. A Caesar salad or an avocado salad? It's gonna have to go. It's gonna have to be Greek. I love a bit of feta and olives. Oh, I thought you were gonna go for chicken. What will be your main course? Burger, curry, pizza, sushi. I mean, I've just eaten ramen, <laughs> but uh, it's gonna have to be a burger. Right. Where am I eating? Where is this combination? Yeah, of I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Choose a dessert: cheesecake, lava cake, gelato, churros. I'm going to go for churros. This is this is this Ooh, is an insane. What is churros? <laughs> um, choose a drink: water, coffee, soda, tea. Soda. Come on, let's do it. Okay, you've got, even though this is, uh, Outer Banks, which what? is, which is choose a meal and we'll give you a Netflix show to watch. And the Netflix show to watch is Outer Banks. I don't even know what that is. No idea. No, none whatsoever. <laughs> but you've got to watch it, Tom. That is what you've got to watch. Outer Banks. I'm going to have to Google that. Hang on. Outter Banks. Yeah. Never, you've not heard of that. Then. Nope, never heard of it. It's the sort of place where you either have two jobs or two houses, like John B. and his friends. You're adventurous and you're not scared to try new things. I might actually have to watch an episode of that before the next time we uh, <laughs> we record a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that in my life. Well, there we go. That's that's my new watching. I need a gap. All right. <laughs> All right, I might do one for you. Wait, you want... All right, go on then. Okay. Rob, if you could be an animal, which one would you be? You're going to get a choice of nine. Okay. Right? I don't know how long for or what the rules are in this, but you've got to be one of these animals. A cat, a tiger, a raven, a fox, a lion, a snake, a wolf, a rabbit, a owl. An owl? owl. Um, oh, probably, probably a tiger. Okay. I think a tiger's the coolest, right? Okay. What's your greatest quality, Rob? Are you headstrong, smart, persuasive, resilient, ambitious, patient, honest, 
disciplined or creative. Oh, say them again. <laughs> so many fucking options. Uh, headstrong, smart, persuasive, yeah. resilient, ambitious, patient, honest, disciplined, creative. Yeah, so creative, I reckon. Yeah. It's probably the. Okay, here we go. Fuck me, how many options? The best way to get back at an enemy. Expose them all over social media. <laughs> you do that quite a lot. Destroy an object yeah, that yeah. belongs to them. That's your style as well. I do that quite a lot, yeah. Show off about how great your life is and make them see it. Yeah, oh yeah. This yeah. one's quite a step up. Blackmail them. <laughs> uh, now it's just getting weird. Uh, emotionally manipulate someone they love. Oh, I don't know what to end. What end. Uh, do some sort of voodoo curse on them. <laughs> Snitch on them to someone in authority. Sabotage their food or something gross. Or last one, poison them. But like, obs not try to kill them. That's what it says. It's got to be a voodoo curse. It has to be, doesn't it? Uh, pet peeve, Rob. Which of these <laughs> peeves you the most? Copycats, messy people, rudeness, invasions of personal space. That one might be particularly relevant at the moment. Uh, <laughs> attention seekers, incessant complaining, unreliable people, overly sensitive people. That's a bit. That's a bit. Uh, reveals a little bit too much. Or being interrupted. Um. Oh God. Probably. I don't know. Um. Oh, that's quite hard. So I say them again. Something. Fuck it up. Copycats. Messy people. Rudeness. Invasion of personal space. Attention seeking. Rudeness. rudeness. I've. I've. Uh, I've interrupted you. Rudeness. Rudeness. <laughs> And which of these situations would make you most jealous? Seeing your best friend make friends with someone else. Seeing your partner get close to someone you don't like. Being compared to someone who's ultra attractive. Having someone do better than you in a competition. Uh, Watching someone be rewarded for something you don't think they deserve. Like perhaps winning a panic award where, when you <laughs> uh, getting less attention than a sibling or family member, a close friend getting a new relationship while you're still single, making less money than a coworker, watching someone's perfect life on social media. Well, probably the award one, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, choose an accessory, Rob. A cape. An evil bird. <laughs> some sort of sketchy drink a sketchy bit of food a cauldron a staff a crystal ball a spell book a spell book or a sword oh I was going to say evil bird until you said sword sword it's got to be a sword isn't it which mystical power would you most like to have invisibility eternal youth eternal life bring people back from the dead superhuman strength transform into another person Telepathy, predict the, predict the future, or mind control? Ooh. Mind control, I reckon. You love a bit of mind control, don't you? Um, lastly, okay, pick a colour. Grey, I'm guessing. I'm going to guess these because I'm colour blind. Grey, <laughs> grey, brown. <laughs> oh, you should have definitely gone grey, 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 black. <laughs> Uh, Grey, brown, black, purple, blue, green. Another green. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, t- tell me which. It's oh, they are quite yeah, they're quite close. So like grey, sort of a dark red, black, blue, purple, green, sort of like brown, sort of uh, sort of teak, <laughs> another purple. Yeah, I can see why you're in trouble with that because I can't really see yeah. them as well. Yeah. I'm gonna pick the black. Black. To make it easier for you. Thank you so much. Well, Rob, you got Jafar. <laughs> you were trying to see what <laughs> Dil- uh, Disney villain you were. You're an evil sorcerer with badass clothes to match. You are definitely Jafar. There you go. No, oh, well, there we go. I am definitely him. You can put that on your CV now. <laughs> Previous roles, Jafar. Jafar. <laughs> Do you have a reference for that? Or what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been fun. I'm glad we did this. We it's been lovely, yeah. Scene, I think. yeah. We definitely should, yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you for listening again, you lovely people. And uh, Monday night, let's have a look on Facebook Live and we'll be doing some Choose Your Own Adventure Fighting Fantasy action. Yeah, we're doing a good one, aren't we, next week? We're doing a yeah. Indiana Jones one. I wonder which one of us picked that. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I'll put this episode out before that. Come. <laughs> oh, well, I'll do an alternate version, which is... Oh, that was a good one we did last week, doesn't it? With, uh... Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Thank you very much. And we'll, we'll see you soon. Bye.